This is Hemet. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. We're recording this on a Tuesday, which is abnormally early for us due to some weekend obligations. Uh-huh. But then it turned out there were like so many big things that happened that were so worth yeah, talking about. Yeah, we were talking about. about like all these contingency plans because we didn't think we were going to have enough stories but here we are and then this lady in mississippi turned out to be a racist and i'm like jackpot (laughs) (laughs) so let's talk about this lady first because this story is bananas yeah here's the backdrop to this story a woman named lacabria welch she's cool we like her um she found out lacambria lacambria her brother was going to get married uh her brother is black his fiance is white And they were going to get married. They went to Boone's Camp Event Hall in Mm -hmm. Booneville, Mississippi. And that's the venue. I'm going to say, not to victim blame, that's our first problem. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you just got to get clear out of Mississippi. (laughs) So they were going to get married there. And then after the venue said, yeah, cool, we'll host the wedding and that's fine. Then LaCambria heard that they backed out of it. The venue said, yeah, we can't host your wedding. Yeah. And she heard... According to her brother, like, they said it's because we're, like, a black and white couple. Yeah. And LaCambria is like, no way. She's got to see this for herself. LaCambria is really the true hero of this she really story. Is. Because she just fucking barnstorms <laughs> in there. And it's like, With a video bitch. camera on. Yeah. <laughs> and the lady who she got on camera is not the owner. Right. Uh, it's a couple that owns this place. It's some but staffer who works there. complicit. But is complicit. And basically said, yeah, we don't host. Uh, here's what the lady in the video says. First of all, we don't do gay weddings or mixed race. Because of our Christian race, I mean our Christian belief, <laughs> LaCambria is like, Whoops. well, we're Christians as well. That does not matter. And she actually said to uh, the Deep South Voice, which is a publication, Ashton Pittman is the journalist who wrote about all this first. Uh-huh. She told him, like, it's not like they knew who was black, who was white. They mm-hmm. must have gone on this guy's Facebook page, saw a picture of his fiance, and was like, nope. And then called him to say, we can't yeah, do your I wedding. Because how else would they know? How It's not even how else would they know. Like, how did they not? Like, when Mikey and I picked out our wedding venue, we went to all of the places in person to see them. Yeah. So yeah. how did it get this far that they... That's a good question. I don't know. I'm wondering if they were like, well, we heard a recommendation. Let's book it, which is a weird thing to do if you're planning a wedding. I mean, but all right. I guess. Or maybe one person goes because you're like, I'll take care of it myself. Yeah. You're not involved in the planning. So it's not that they <laughs> wouldn't have served a black couple or a white couple Right. They would have served a black couple. They would have served a white not, couple. To be clear, not a gay couple. <laughs> not a gay couple. Don't get it twisted. No, but no. It's, it's the, the <laughs> mushing of the races that makes them yes. nervous. So she, uh, by the way, we just talked about last week, this lady from M- Michigan who was running for city council. And she said at a candidates forum, her goal was to keep the community white and then later when the newspaper was like, "Are you? do you want to try again with that comment? <laughs> she said, well, I also think husband and wife need to be the same race. <laughs> so anyway, back to this story. Wait, do, you want, do you want me to read that quote? Yeah, please. Okay, so this is <laughs> it's so good. Um, so somebody like gave her a second to be like, do you understand why people who are like, your neighbors might be upset? And she said, and this is just her full quote, If there's the biracial marriage in the family, yes, because those people don't know the other side of it. 
for whatever reason I've heard, they love each other, whatever. <laughs> but, but, but there's also such a thing as remaining single. People don't necessarily have to get married. And if they love somebody, love them single. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Did not hear that. As far as I know, as long as we've been here, Marysville has been a white community, a white city. If, we've, if we have seen a black person here and there, whatever, we're not bothered by it. I'm well, not bothered by it. That's quite big of them. Wowie wow. That was last week, and now you get this. Like, and- <laughs> I know Trump is, like, rooting up some old-fashioned racism, but this is, like, some 1940s to, like, 17th century racism bullshit. You gotta calm your people down. Yeah. Okay, so, so okay, all this happens. This story goes live. Everyone's like, what the hell, Boone, whatever their place was named. Uh-huh. Um. And they shut down their Facebook page, Boone's Camp Event Boone's Hall. Boone's Camp Event Hall. Uh, the Facebook page for the venue is, is offline now, but their review sites are not, <laughs> and they are not getting very good reviews lately. What? Why? I know. Uh, but then here's the shocking thing. Over the weekend, after this happened, I think, on like Friday or Saturday, by Sunday night, clearly the owners had found out people were getting upset by their Christian racism. So they reinst as far as I can tell, they reinstated the venue's Facebook page okay. just so they could post an apology. Oh. And I say that in big quote letters. Uh-huh. And then they deleted everything again. Did you get the apology? Oh, you know, you know people <laughs> got the apology. I did not get it personally, but okay. we know what their uh, quote unquote apology was. So this, I believe, is from Donna Russell, who is the uh, woman who runs this place. Her husband is David Russell. And there, people took screenshots of this pseudo-apology. And I say, pseudo, we could debate this in a bit. Uh-huh. But I'm going to read you some of what she said. I'll tell you what I'm quoting here. Here's a, here's a quote. Like, as a child growing up in Mississippi, our racial boundaries that were unstated were that of staying with your own race. This was never verbally spoke, but it was an understood subject. So, like... She's just always been this way, yeah, you guys. Okay. She's just an old. Quote. And, and then she, par- I'm paraphrasing here because her English, not the best necessarily. Oh. But she basically says that her husband's like, hey, honey, where in the Bible does it say we can't do interracial marriage again? I think this happened on Saturday. Oops. And so she takes out her Bible and starts leafing through it. And then she says, quote, I was unable to recall instances where the Bible was used, giving a verse that would support my decision. What? After searching Saturday evening, Uh Saturday night, Uh same thing, most of the day Sunday, and sitting down with my pastor Sunday night after church. What a boring 24 hours. (laughs) I envision that as like, (laughs) she's like a detective hunting down a serial killer with verses on the cork board, drawing red lines between everything. And then suddenly she's Kane. like, wait a minute, there's no serial killer. It's just me drawing lines everywhere. I uh, Back to quoting here. I have come to the conclusion, my decision, which was based on what I had thought was correct to be supported by the Bible, was incorrect. <laughs> okay, Hammond, tell me how we feel about this. because I, I will, and I'll give okay. you two competing responses to okay. that. She also says, quote, I ask you to take the time Get your study Bible, a Greek and Hebrew lexicon, and download, oh, no. download the Blue Letter Bible on That's your phone simply too much. to do a deep, steady, only this. 
I am quoting that. Do a deep, steady, only this. You figure out what that means. You will find the same as I did, in caps. It's not there. <laughs> so you, she's, I'm not joking about the serial killer analogy uh-huh. here. It's, she's not sitting down on her computer saying, like, going to a Bible website and saying, quote, search, yeah. like, Control, interracial Control mix. F. No, mix none it. of that. She's getting down with, like, the Greek translation. Damn. Like, she pulled a translator out of her ass to Girlfriend's sit next doing to her. her homework. <laughs> saying, find me racism. Yeah. And they're like, nothing. Racist opinions. And she adds, she also says, and I'm quoting, I I truly apologize to you for my ignorance in not knowing the truth about this. My intent was never of racism, but to stand firm on what I, quote, assumed, unquote, was right concerning marriage. She quoted assumed. If I have learned anything from this, it would be... The Bible is pretty dumb and not that consistent, and people will tell me anything and I'll believe it. It would be to know what you're talking about before you open your mouth. Holy (laughs) shit. That is some brutal honesty from girlfriend here. Not bad. Hoofa doofa. And so then she's done and then she deleted that entire post. So is... (laughs) She did not respond to request from comment from the Washington Post. Is Boone's Farm closing then? Are we getting no more wine coolers? Their Facebook is closed. The venue has not announced it's shutting down. I don't... I think they're trying to ride this thing out. But here's the thing. Like... Oof. I'll give you both sides. Okay, so my gut reaction is like, if you need to take two days of serial killer <laughs> Bible research, yeah. plus talking with your pastor yeah. to come to the conclusion, hey, racism is bad. <laughs> You're probably part of the problem here. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you need that much help oh to come God. to the conclusion, maybe I shouldn't be an ass clown. You're... <laughs> I think you got some bigger problems here. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) But also, like, uh, there are plenty of progressive Christians who will tell you, hey, you guys know all the verses you cite, like Leviticus, man should not lie with a man as he does with a woman. That's not about marriage equality. That's not about homosexuality as we know it today. That's about a specific set of rules that apply to one circumstance in time. Yeah, and then there's, like, that Jesus came and he said, don't listen to that shit. Why would you listen to any of that? Yeah, I do think it's not (laughs) great when Christians dip into the uh, Old Testament to get their rules because I'm pretty sure Jesus had some shit to say about the Old Testament. All the stuff they say against marriage equality, like, it's the same thinking that this lady was using to justify the bigotry, the mixed race stuff. So it's like, we shouldn't be okay with her saying, listen, mixed race weddings, I am now okay with, but also if you're gay, screw you. Yeah, I mean, That's still a messed up, hypocritical position to take. I mean, I would argue that it is more that they think gay marriage is icky and somebody at some time said well you know the bible says we shouldn't do the gay marriage and so they're like cool that's all i need like i just need something to justify my already like bigoted beliefs right i, I, I would argue most right. people would read through the bible even if they drew the same conclusion as her still be like well it's still icky like i th- <laughs> honestly i right. think it just comes from like fucking toxic masculinity and men be- like being yucked out by other boys kissing it's not like the bible says hey abortion make sure women don't have rights on that no it's something uh, christians want to believe and they'll find a verse to justify it 
um, and they'll twist whatever they need to twist. They're very good at the pretzel making these Christians. If anybody has uh, knows of a book of like the history of abortion in the U.S., I would really like to hear it because I know like up until the like 20th century, abortion was like pretty fucking chill and regular. Oh, I'll go you. I'll do you one better there. You wrote after, the book <laughs> years after Roe v. Wade, uh-huh. a, like the decision from the Supreme Court came down. For years after that, white evangelicals were still cool with abortion. It wasn't until the late 70s when the moral majority is like, we need a wedge yeah. issue. What can we use to rally our people? I should read a book people. about the moral majority. I feel like it would make me really... That's okay, what I learned from first Mississippi. First of all, I'm reading a lot of books. <laughs> you read a lot of books. I yes. read three romance novels about baseball. They were all <laughs> trash, and I loved them very much. But, Thank I mean, you. But... The religious right, white evangelicals, were fine with abortion until they suddenly decided about three decades yeah. ago, hey, four decades ago, let's not be right. okay with it. And by the way, I was I was looking before we started here, I was searching deeply, <laughs> like this whole let's be against interracial marriage too, this is not confined to this lady. It's not confined to that Michigan City Council candidate. Um, Bob Jones University, like uh-huh. a private Christian school, forever said, hey, if you go to our school, uh, no interracial dating. Not here. When did they finally say, we're going to get rid of this rule? 20 years from now. 20 years ago? No, from now. From now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The year 2039. Because I was going to say, it was 20 years ago. It God was damn it, 2000. Jessica, smart ass. You would have been right. 2000, and only because George W. Bush, when he was campaigning for the White House, visited Bob Jones University as a campaign stop. And was stop, like, fucking chill, and dude. And everyone was like, dude, you just stopped at Bob Jones. They don't even allow interracial marriage. And George W. Bush is like, that's... That's too much for me. Yeah, even for me, and George so the, W. Bush, yeah. warmonger. <laughs> and so the school is like, we're just going to get rid of that now. But I was, what I was trying to look for is, what was the justification they used to keep that ban in place? Racism. Um, and there is, there is, I mean, yes, racism, but like, what were they quoting? Was there a Bible verse they were using? And there is a speech that the Bob Jones gave. And this is the <laughs> line. His real name. That's his real name. <laughs> the um, Bob Jones. And by the way, the overturning was announced by Bob Jones the third. They're not a very original family here. Why don't you go by like Bobby or Rob? I mean, even Jerry Falwell adds the junior to his name. Yeah. But okay, they're not original. <laughs> but anyway, um, this is what Bob Jones said. And this is um, excerpting a very long address that he gave uh, here. Um, he said, if you're a Christian, you are not going to mistreat anybody. You will not mistreat a colored man or a white man or anybody else. Individually, we are one in Christ. See, he's not racist. Mm -hmm. But God has also fixed the boundaries of nations, which isn't how God works. God has fixed the boundary. And these lines cannot be rubbed out without having trouble. The darkest day the world has ever known will be when we have one world, like they are talking about now. The line will be rubbed out, and the Antichrist will take over. Wait, wait. The worst thing he can think of is like a unified world? Yes. That's his oh, nightmare? Oh, the whole left behind people who are like, that's what they are worried about. Yeah. A nation where like you have no boundaries, and people move <laughs> everywhere, and intermingle, and interbreed, and the world is in peace. Mm-hmm. That's their nightmare scenario. 
They want boundaries. That's why they like borders so much. <sighs> anyway, Bob Do Jones. They hate doctors without borders. Sorry, <laughs> <that was> stupid. <laughs> How dare you impugn their? Anyway, they... you have borders, doctors. God damn it! But he wasn't offering like a verse. He was okay. basically saying, "Look, God wants us to be white people as one and dark people as one." They use the word "colored," and they were just saying, "Look, God doesn't want you to be racist against black people." Yeah, idiots. But black people have their own bubbles and we should respect that Mm -hmm. therefore and i think they were specifically talking about they they installed this rule at bob jones university because they were chinese people people at the school and they were like we like our chinese people that are on our campus we just don't want them dating anybody else on our campus yeah that's actually what i would i want to kind of get into do you know so do you know when these specific rules started because i'm um the bob jones one let me find that for you but it was so three generations ago you, the only reason they the government actually said we're going to take away your nonprofit status because you're racist uh-huh. and they fought it in court cool and cool, they Bob lost Jones. and yeah. they lost their nonprofit status because they were like no racism too important to us yeah um and it wasn't until like 2000 when they're like no we're gonna overturn the rule and like five years later maybe when they were like hey we're a non-profit again we're cool now uh-huh. <laughs> like, so my question is this so you talked I'll about find like, the exact date for you, you talked about like chinese campus members yeah but if this started long enough ago like into the early I think 59 59 okay. maybe 60 that's because roughly when this uh, I, interracial I, dating i just band. think it's really wild because a generation before that like Irish people weren't considered white. Italian people weren't considered white. So, like, at what point did... Where did they draw the line? And, like, is a brown person... Like, if I'm Greek, is that white or is that not white? Like, it's just... It feels so... How they dissect race in these racist Christian areas, I don't know. Uh, They did not admit any black people into Bob Jones University until 1971. And somebody wanted to go there? Which is their first problem. But they finally admitted black students as long as they were married to another black person. They couldn't be single? No. Really? Yeah. And then in 1976, this is from the Gospel Coalition, which is an evangelical Christian site. Um, In 1976, they opened the doors to all Christian black students, but also you can't date non-black people. Oh, wow. So brave. Um, And the reason, (laughs) one of the most significant reasons for the segregation was that if blacks and whites swam together and ate together and went to school together, they were a little worried they would date and marry. Sure. You got to keep them separate. But in 1976, they said, fine, you can come to our school and maybe eat with us. Oh, my God. Which, by the way, Mike Pence, this week... We are going to talk about that. We, we are going to talk, talk about, about that. that so fucking Literally hard. use that argument like, I'm not so anti-gay. I'm eating next to gay people. What a cunt. Calm down. Um, oh. Anyway, I want to go back to this lady because you asked me, like, what's our take on this? And oh, I'll tell yeah. you this because wow, I've heard was... this criticism, too, which is... Okay, yeah, like, if you need to consult your pastor before saying, you guys, racism, not okay, that's a problem. But also, she did kind of apologize and say I was wrong, and does she deserve any credit for saying, look, I did my serial killer corkboard, racism, not okay. <laughs> does, she, does she deserve any credit for that? And I have another story I want to ask you, like, does this person deserve redemption? I am not quite there because I think the only reason she apologized, if you want to call it that, is because they realized, oh, shit, our business is in big trouble. 
And that's why I don't think like she rushed to the, I mean, this interracial dating ban at this venue has been around clearly since they've been around. I don't think she ever sat down to consult the Bible about that. Uh She just was like, yeah, we're fine with it. Only now when everyone's like, yeah, you need to, let's run this business she to never the ground. Fe- well, she never felt the need to, to self-examine. Right. I, I, d- I'm, uh, I think this is the thing we, we talk about on this show a whole lot because I don't think I will ever feel comfortable landing one way or the other because, like, she got to the right answer for the wrong reasons. Yeah. But yeah. it's also 2019 and, like, did but you? she's also an old white lady from Mississippi, so it's hard for her to exit the bubble. So again, I I, I realize I'm contradicting myself here because no, my gut instinct is no crazy racist lady. Don't give her the benefit but, of the but doubt. But I either. tend to be on the side of she got there, and I would rather somebody be not racist for a really <laughs> fucking dumb reason than racist for a good reason. Now that <laughs> right. I, I, had, I lost, I lost the been, track there. <laughs> Here's what scares me, though. If she had found something in the Bible that said, God, like Leviticus had a rule, no mixing of two different types of fibers on your clothes, uh-huh. and also racists, like no mixing of the races, she would have said, well, God said it, so it's fine. Stop right. bothering me, everyone. She was a vague Bible verse away from still being super racist. Right. Now she's only kind of racist. Right. But not when it comes to business issues, I guess. Yeah, I don't... Like, I, how much credit does she deserve? I mean, very little, but that doesn't mean zero. And, like, listen, I, I think <laughs> we should... The, what's the range of... <laughs> well, I mean, I think... To, uh, forgive the expression. I don't think we should look at this in a black and white situation, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, but But seriously, I, I don't know, like... You know, okay, for example, I know a lot of people who were Republican and then didn't vote for Trump, but still have a lot of fiscal conservative views. I think those views are still wrong, but I applaud them for not voting for Trump because they That's found something. him morally represent- reprehensible. I would rather that. I would rather something than nothing. Would I rather all? Yes, I'm a very selfish person, and I would rather people be completely not racist than sort of racist sometimes. But I, I think damning people because they came to a right conclusion the wrong way maybe isn't the best way forward in the big grand scheme of things. If this woman is your aunt and you're having dinner with her, then yeah, like fucking drill her and be like, <laughs> wait, okay, wait, are you serious? If there was a verse in the Bible that said like, black and white shall not make mocha, you know, that, would you be okay with that? And I think that answer would be extremely revealing. And I think we also all know it would be, yeah, she would agree with whatever the Bible said. So yeah, like challenge her one-on-one. But I feel like if people as a collective are taking like even the tiniest step toward non-monsterhood, <laughs> then we should encourage that kind it's, of behavior. It's the least sort of progress you can make. Yeah, but it's not nothing. Um, LaCambria Welch, the the woman who confronted and, and helped stir the pot here in all the right ways, uh-huh. they asked her, like, hey, does this lady deserve, do you accept any sort of her apology here? Uh-huh. And she responded, I'm 24 and have been brought up my entire life in a Christian family, my granddad being a reverend. If I know that the Bible doesn't say anything about biracial marriages, she knows too. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> so the forgiveness is not there. I do not know where her Cambria, brother... Cambria, if you're in Chicago, <laughs> come be on the show or 
be my friend. Yes. You seem great. <laughs> I don't know where her brother is having his wedding or if he had his wedding I, already. Cambria, I am an officiant. <laughs> I will fly to Mississippi. I won't fly to Mississippi. I'll meet you in the middle in like Oklahoma. <laughs> And I will officiate your brother's wedding. He also is probably great. We got to talk about your geography here first. <laughs> um, do I know exactly where Mississippi is? Maybe not. <laughs> um, okay, so this is a similar story, but along the Missouri. same <laughs> along Southern the same, Missouri. There you go. Along the same lines of guy did something horrible, uh-huh. and now he's trying to make up for it. How much? Res- how much do you want to forgive this guy? Okay. Okay, and th- but this is more clear cut. The guy's okay. name, he's 51. His name is McCray Game, like a baseball game. And here's the deal. For nearly two okay. decades, Surprising don't make fun take. of his name. I Remember? love it. I love his name. I think it's dope. He spent nearly 20 years running an organization that came to be known as Hope for Wholeness. Whole? Hope for Wholeness. W-H-O. That's right. Okay. And basically, it's a Christian group that says, you don't have to be gay no more. He was gay <laughs> and then he went through this and then he said oh, congrats, now man. I'm a happy straight and now he married a woman in 1996 he has two kids see he's not gay anymore yep. um, he became an ordained southern baptist minister I'm glad I made you spit out whatever you I drinking. almost did a water spit take which is nice. the least fun of all the spit takes <laughs> as we seltzer or booze those are funny <laughs> My favorite part is the profile that uh-huh. is no longer active on that ministry's website used to say about McCray Game. When he was younger, he lived as a gay man for over three years. Whatever that means. Cool. But anyway, the reason I bring him up is... You said he's 51 now? Uh, yes. And he got married in 1992? 96. 96. Yeah. He okay. is still married okay. to the, the woman. He still has, as far as I can tell, those two children. He has not destroyed them. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't <laughs> what are the other options? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> he reconstituted <laughs> them back into his person. Yes. The Post and Courier newspaper had an article about him this week because he now says... Conversion therapy is very harmful. It is false advertising. He actually made a Facebook post saying all of this very extensively um, a while ago, and they reached out to him, and he's like, all right, I'm ready to talk. Um, what he says is he is gay. Uh-huh. He, is, he has always been gay. Surprise. Uh-huh. But here's what he says in the article. Um, I was a religious zealot that hurt people. People said they attempted suicide over me. And the things I said to them, people I know are in therapy because of me. Why would I want that to continue? So he published this written apology. Um, He said, I created it all, referring (laughs) to the ministry. We have harmed generations of people. His Facebook post, which he made about a week ago, said, 20 years in ex-gay ministry. I was wrong. Please forgive me. And he goes into depth about why he was wrong and what he did. And basically, here's where we're at. He is gay. He does love his wife. Clearly, he has a relationship with her that goes sure. be- that goes beyond sex. Yes. Right? Um, he loves his family, loves his kids. You can't blame him for that. And now he's trying to... He, he actually left the ministry, I think, a couple of years ago. Like, they want nothing to do with him now, mm-hmm. even though he created it, obviously. He wants to get away from it. He wants to leave it. He has left it. And now he's ready, he's like ready to move on to the, I think about a year ago, um, he denounced uh, gay conversion, torture, or whatever. About a year ago, he did that. Mm -hmm. And people said like, 
do you want to, you should talk about this more. Uh-huh. And I think he, I'm paraphrasing here because I remember seeing it, but I didn't record it. Um, he was like, I'm not ready to do more than I am. Just saying like, listen to those people. Okay. Like, d- denounce ex-gay stuff. But he wasn't ready there. Now he is. Now he's going public. And now he's basically saying what everyone knew for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, which, by everyone, I mean critics. Right. It's like, dude, no, this doesn't work. It is torture. Um, you were wrong. You were, you hurt a lot of people. And now he's like, yeah, everything you're criticizing me for, you are right about it. I was totally wrong. And now I'm here. What do we do with this guy? He also, I would also add, this is a guy who grew up in an evangelical Christian church and a bubble that basically taught him that being gay was wrong, mm-hmm. that it's something you need. If you were gay and maybe they came to the the realization that like, all right, people are gay. Right. But then you got to repress it. Don't act on it. Mm-hmm. That's the way you, that's the Catholic view. You got to not act on it. And then it's fine. God gave it to you, but also it was a punishment question mark. <laughs> right. He also believed that accepting Jesus would decrease his attraction to men. Sure. Which is not how Jesus well, works. He looks, at, he looks at Jesus on the cross and he's like, that guy is cut. And then he sees men in real life and he's like, I guess not as hot. Right. That wasn't my best joke. It was all right. So anyway, he's, what do you do with him? This is the question. Does he deserve to be forgiven? Like, I mean, it's not, I would argue, not my place to make that decision as a member, as not a member of the queer community. Yeah. That said. To the extent that you can comment she, on it, same as me. Like, to the extent that we can say anything. I feel like he is as much a victim as he is a perpetrator. I think he's a victim of circumstances as somebody who grew up his entire life thinking that what he was, what he naturally was, was bad and evil. And I don't think we can necessarily blame somebody for not processing that properly. What about Mississippi racist business owner who grew up in race, who herself said, this is how I was brought up. I was brought up to, I'm paraphrasing, to yeah. say interracial mixing was wrong. Like that's where I'm coming But I think I'm the difference from. is yeah. that, I, I think the, the, the only way I would compare that is if Mississippi racist lady fell in love with a black guy or a black woman and then felt like she had to deny herself of something that felt important to her because of this internalized racism. And you're saying if she had done that, then... I don't know. I'm thinking... I'm processing out loud. Like, this I, is I a know. hard thing I to know. do. We don't I, talk about this beforehand. I The reason I bring that... I think for her, the reason I feel like I don't accept her apology as much is because, okay, let's say she was a victim of circumstances. I feel like she's had her whole life to get this right. Yeah. N- even if nobody in her bubbles was telling her it was wrong... The fact that she's still today, like, well, I had to consult the Bible and all these people that tell me racism is bad. Right. Whereas this guy is saying, look, I know where we're at. I know what I contributed to the problem. I want to make amends. I I also think that that the racism v. homophobia thing is always tricky because you or I could have a gay sibling of our same race. And at some point, if we're complete fucking idiots and not paying attention to what's going on, this person goes from in our head being straight to being gay. So, like, it's like a flip a switch. Mm-hmm. Whereas 
my brother isn't going to come home someday and all of a sudden be of a different race. Uh-huh. Like that's probably not going to happen. So I think there is an element of very ignorant people of saying you made a choice to be gay because in their minds, this person went from, you know, their cousin that they knew to like this gay person. And, but not to say that's good. Also, we have had decades and decades of people telling us, if not demonstrating to us, that racism is bad, right? Like we've mm-hmm. we've seen marches. We we have like the MLKs. Could you have missed you this? couldn't have missed that. The gay rights movement is relatively new. Not to say gay people are relatively right, new, right, to right. be clear. It is a relatively new thing for uh, like within the last ten years, it's really gone from like it's it's sort of an anomaly or it's a thing or like oh will and grace at least they're so for younger people too, like, like they grow up and they're like i know gay people i'm right, fine exactly. with gay. i think there was a poll taken this week that said like 70 or 80 percent of young people like high school college age people are fine with trans people using whatever bathroom of like course. of course why of wouldn't course. they be because they, they didn't grow up being told this is right. something you should be against right and they're like oh my friend needs to go to the bathroom why would that be bad right or weird? exactly so um so they weren't i here's where uh, i would go with I this guy know. with the the ex-gay quote-unquote but, guy to me okay he apologized that's a start i Again, saying this as someone who has no skin in this game here. Right. I am not impressed yet. It's a start. This is what you need to do. But I guess the question is, what are you going to do from here on out? Because the lady in Mississippi is like, you guys, the interracial ban was wrong because the Bible didn't say it was wrong. And therefore, what? At most, she's maybe going to say, I'm fine with interracial weddings Mm -hmm. at my venue and we're never going to hear from her again. No, no, no. That's my fear. Here's how I would put it, is that maybe if I can try to sum up all the rambling I've done, is that this guy, what's his name? The guy? Uh, McCray. McCray. Uh, game. McCray has lived his entire life understanding that he was gay and he was actively, arguably harming himself by repressing this part of himself sacrificing it for what he thinks is the greater good. So I would say his coming out in all ways we want to say it, he, like you said, he has some skin in the game. He, it's, it's affecting him personally. This woman, it doesn't affect her. It affects her business maybe, but this guy has a deep understanding of the harm that he has caused other people and is at least cognizant of it enough to say, I'm sorry, I fucked up. Whereas this woman is just like, oh, I guess, I guess the Bible is slightly different than I thought the Bible was. This guy understands that he fucked up in a very real way. The same way I think that it's more akin to purity culture guy who now understands the not just damage he's done to himself or the, his family personally, but by perpetrating this, by, by extrapolating on it and spreading this message, he has actively harmed people, if not killed people, because of his bad decision. So I think... I feel like his apology comes more from, wow, I fucked up really bad. What have I done? I need to start reconciling this. And yeah, you're right. This is only a first step. If this is all he does, then like, fuck him. But if he takes another step to speak out against gay conversion therapy in a major way, then then yes, he's understood what he did. This woman is trying to save her business and her ass. She doesn't right. actually care. Um, she doesn't actually care about 
black I, people or I interracial see couples. What McCray uh, game is going to do? I mean, what's he going to do? Because here's where he's at now. This is the same thing we talked about with Joshua Harris with the purity culture thing. Mm-hmm. Who says I'm no longer Christian? I denounce. Yep. Uh, or at least he said I admit that yeah. my my purity culture pro abstinence stuff was harmful. What are you going to do from here on out? Josh Harris posted some stuff on Instagram and at least for the past few weeks has more or less disappeared, showed up at a gay pride parade, but mostly disappeared. The question is, what are you going to do now? Right. Um, This guy, McRae, is in a position where he has like insider cred within the movement. Uh He can speak to it in a way that none of the rest of us can saying, look, here's why I believe this. Here's why it's wrong. Here's what I'm doing to try to convince other people who perpetuate this nonsense that they're wrong. I'm going to, whatever church will allow me to speak there, he's going to do it. He's going to, if he gets a chance, write a book, whatever it is. Um, I want to see what he's going to do to stop the Christians who promote this lie that you could change your sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. I want to know how he's going to advocate for LGBTQ people. Mm-hmm. Um, how is he going to... I don't think you can make up for the harm you caused people who have found a way to deal with people like you. Uh, right. So I don't know that you could do anything for them, but you could try to make sure fewer people in the future yeah. are harmed. You can mitigate damage moving forward. Yeah. Forward. Like, that's what I want to see from him. Mm-hmm. And I say that again as someone with no skin in the game. Yeah, um, but, like, we both have, you know, queer people in our lives that we love who yeah. we want to see released from these kinds of horrible stereotypes because again like even if you're not personally like caught up in this little wheel that he that he's done of of gay conversion torture that still perpetuates this idea of like being gay is a choice and you're doing this because you want to not because it's who you are in your heart use your platform to do something with it and we'll talk about the forgive then the forgiveness can be debated i mean we've seen we've seen like this has happened in the culture there have been plenty of white supremacists uh people who have now said look oh my goodness i was totally wrong there was a wonderful book that came out i think last year about a guy who was like the son of a head KKK guy who grew up in that environment mm-hmm. and was as racist as you was, who you would imagine, who later, I think around college, realized, oh, shit, I am so off base with all of this. Yeah. And now he is telling his story. He mm-hmm. is trying to make sure other people aren't falling for the same There's nonsense. There's dozens of examples. There are right. Westboro Baptist Church children. Yeah, There's- Megan Phelps. Uh, who we've talked about? Yeah, like, there's Ron Reagan Jr. Yeah. Like there, there's a dozen, pe- you know, dozens of people we can point and to. And all of them. The reason we talk about the right them, way. the reason we talk about them, is because they have taken steps yeah. to atone for whatever mm-hmm. they believe are their sins. Yeah, and it's and it's not to say if you held racist beliefs and then you kind of come back from that, it's not to say you need to spend your the rest of your life in penance. But if you're somebody who actively perpetrated harm to other people, then yeah, you should. Like, you should feel guilty about that. You did bad. Like, you did a bad thing. Do better. Yeah. We are all familiar with the dangers of religious extremism, but in the film Islam and the Future of Tolerance, two men approach the topic from very different perspectives. Sam Harris, as many listeners know, is an atheist who has said Islam is the, quote, mother load of bad ideas. He says the radicals are the ones reading the Quran literally, while moderates are providing cover. Majid Nawaz is a former Islamic radical who is now a much more liberal Muslim. He believes even a literal reading of the Quran requires far more nuance. Their first conversations were predictably combative. This film is about how they went from butting heads to discussing a controversial topic with mutual respect. 
doesn't say one view is correct. It's about the process. And at a time when polarization seems to surround us, this film offers hope of overcoming it. Islam and the Future of Tolerance can be rented or purchased on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, and Vimeo. The film is also scheduled to go live on Amazon Prime September 3rd in the following places. The U.S., Canada, Australia, the U.K., New Zealand, Ireland, the Nordic countries, and Latin America. And that Vimeo link is in the show notes. And if you use the code 10OFF on the HD version, you'll get 10% off the price. Wow. Let's talk about something a little lighter. I don't know. Can it get lighter than it can. Um, a gay conversion torture? It can because a Catholic school in Tennessee banned Girl, all Harry uh, Potter books for the dumbest reason. What is it, 2002? What are we doing? Yeah, 10 years plus after the last, after book, the last came out, book came out, they're still like, oh, shit, this is controversial. Have you read the Harry Potter books? Yeah. Oh, have you? I have not seen the movies. I've read the, the books. The movies are okay. Um, but the reason this reverend... That felt like a big blind spot in your thing. Like, I had I'm in my head that you're a non-Harry Potter person. I like an aggressive it. non-Harry Potter person, the way you're an aggressive... No. Okay. No, I really enjoyed them. I like the books. Did not do any of the other fantasy type no, of so novel I, series. Here's what I just... Can I give one. people a piece of advice? Yeah. Um, so you know how uh, right now a lot of like sequels of things are coming out. People are like, oh, it ruined the original for me or whatever. Yeah. Like the, the sp- I was going to say Space Busters. That's not what it That's is. The Ghostbusters, the Star Wars, yes. et cetera. Um, so when the Cursed Child book came out, I think that was the, the mm-hmm. first one after. I thought, you know what? I really love the Harry Potter. Is that Potter. a book or is that just a play? I think it was a play, but it was published okay. as, a, as a book. I thought, you know what? I really enjoy the series as it was wrapped up <laughs> in those seven books. This fanfic. But not even fanfic. Like, I feel like I'm not going to glean a lot from this new book, so I'm not going to read that. <laughs> I didn't see the fantastic creatures and how to yeah. chomp them. Like, those those movies and books are not for me, and so I did not participate in them. And guess what? My little Harry Potter world is intact. Is J.K. Rowling transphobic? Probably, but like I need something from my childhood to make me happy. So can I have this one thing? Yeah. Yeah. Is she transphobic or is she just like ignorant? Uh, I guess it's the same thing. I'm sure. I shouldn't let her We all have our blind spots. Yeah. Anyway, Um, sorry. So Reverend Dan (laughs) Rehill. Jesus Christ. Reverend Dan Rehill of the St. Edward Catholic School in Nashville. Uh He basically said at our school library, we will not have the Harry Potter series. And you would think, oh, it's because he thinks they're witchcraft or he thinks... I don't know why. Like, those are the typical reasons, right? I actually am super into his quote. I think it's very (laughs) funny. His quote is bananas. These books present magic as both good and evil, which is not true, but in fact a clever deception. The curses and spells used in the books are actual curses and spells, which when read by a human being, risk conjuring evil spirits into the presence of the person reading the text. Wow. He thinks the Harry Potter spells are real. I don't know what he thinks is going to happen if you say the... Also, arguably, they're the most widely read series of books in history. Like, if somebody was going to summon a Dementor, don't you think it would have happened by now? Trump is in office. Oh, God damn it, heaven! <laughs> no, he's the sucker <laughs> Catholic oh, Church. No, you're right. <laughs> the Catholic Church does not have a position on the series, right? So every school's leader gets to decide what they do. 
But to say that, like, this guy thinks the Harry Potter spells carry the same weight. I mean, there are actual evils in this country. Sure. You don't got to make up your own. Well, here's my favorite thing. If you are a a fan of, like, YA lit. Yeah. It is chock-a-block full of, like, magic and magical realism (laughs) and witchcraft. Like, does he think... Does he think that Harry Potter is the only YA book that has magic in it? Does he think Narnia is bad? Because that has magic in it. What does he think of Lord of the Rings or like A Wrinkle in Time? And by the way, the weird thing is if you wanted to, I've seen Christians who say Harry Potter series is awesome. Chronicles of Narnia is Christian though. It is Christian. That's what I'm saying. Like it has magic though. So like, do you think that's real Lions don't come back to life IRL. Spoilers on Aslan. Christians, so many (laughs) Christians would say all the Harry Potter books have plenty of Christian themes. The idea of resurrection and uh-huh. sacrifice mm-hmm. and whatever. Nazis. Those are biblical themes. Uh-huh. Like, why can't we appreciate the Harry Potter books as a work of fiction that reinstills our beliefs? You could easily hey, make an argument. What? Most of us can. <laughs> this one idiot is like, no, it's scary. I don't like when fl- when feathers float. <laughs> why yes. is that? Why is I'm that's the one you're going to? All right. <laughs> And all, as we oh, all know, Jesus. telling high schoolers... Uh, yeah, not to read something. Don't read something. That's, That's always good. always going to work. Did you guys have any of that? Like, something was banned in your high school, so no. everybody watched it? We, um, <laughs> I don't... I, don't I was just talking to my husband about this because we were all told not to watch the movie Cruel Intentions. Really? <laughs> Cruel Intentions. That's the scary one? And we all watched it when we went to like DC on our eighth grade trip. <laughs> we all like piled in. It was like the sexiest thing I'd ever seen. I was 13. <laughs> <laughs> there you Ryan go. Ryan Phillippe was wearing like silky pajamas. <laughs> that really is a good eighth grade type of. Oh my God. What were we <laughs> Pajama doing? party movie. Oh my God. Uh, let's talk about child molester Roy Moore. There's your to? transition. We have to remember. I, just, I really just checked the don't time. Don't look at your clock when I, I bring like, up Roy Moore. Maybe I can cut this off because no. I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get five minutes of Roy Moore talk. Ugh. So remember when he was running for senator and he yeah, lost? Yeah, I I hella remember it. No, no, not him. His spokesman Ted Crockett went on CNN and he was Roy this? Moore has said in the past. Muslims shouldn't be in Congress. And Jake Tapper asked the spokesman for more. Oh, this is the fucking yeah. best. Ted Crockett. Like, I know is we've that... talked about this before, but it's always worth repeating. It is always worth repeating. Hey, Ted Crockett, is that still true? Does Roy Moore still think Muslims shouldn't be in Congress? And Crockett said, yeah, it's true. And they shouldn't be because you got to take an oath on the Bible uh, when you're taking your oath of office. Yeah, and the Bible says Tapper, so. Tapper's like, that's not true. You could swear an oath on anything, and people have. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then Crockett says, but, like, maybe when he was in office or someone was in office, like, they took an oath on the Bible. And Jake Tapper's like, yeah, they can, but you don't have to. And then Ted Crockett sat there with an open mouth, like, Oh, my God. Gasp. You could see his soul leaving yes. his body. And, and it, it just stood there glorious. for way too long, and it was glorious. So anyway, guess why Roy Moore is in the news now? They asked him, hey, should Muslims be... Because he molested be? more human children. <laughs> that, that's coming later. Oh, okay. Um, they 
He said the Alabama Republican Party passed a resolution last week saying Ilhan Omar, the congresswoman, should be expelled from Congress because that's the Alabama Republicans' job to figure out. Oh, yeah, they tweeted that shit, too. (laughs) And then Omar responded, and it's glorious. Like I was elected with 78% of the vote by the people of Minnesota's 5th District, not the Alabama Republican Party. If you want (laughs) to... If you want to clean up, burn. if you want to clean up politics, maybe don't nominate an accused child molester as your Senate candidate. Oh then she God. dropped the mic. But anyway, they asked Roy Moore, like, "Hey, what's what do you have to say in response?" And he's like, "Omar should quote go back to Somalia from whence she came." God damn. And it. also, he went on the radio and talked about this. And here's I'm quoting him. If you swear on the Quran, which does not allow religious liberty, does not support the Constitution of the United States. But the Bible doesn't allow religious liberty. If you swear on the Quran that contradicts the religious liberty given under the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, dot, dot, dot. So I would say if they take an oath to the Quran, no, they should not serve in Congress. Hold on. I have not heard this quote. Yep. He is saying. Yeah. Hold on. I'm moving this mic. Yeah. He is saying that because... Swearing on a different religious book yeah. is antithetical yeah. to the freedom of religion promised to us by the First Amendment. Yeah, huh? Am I the only one who sees a slight problem with that? Um, then you're clearly not a member of the Alabama Republican Party. Are you fucking kidding me? Here's what I... I mean, this is clear. Like, I know plenty of... They're all dumb, but people who are like <laughs> Ilhan Omar is an anti. No, Man, her the words squad are. Has dude. old white men shaking in their boots? Yeah, I'm it's fine great. with her. She's fine. The people who are like, no, she said this and that. They always take her out of context. But yes. I don't even care about that right now. The point is because uh, Kirsten Cinema, the senator, she swore an oath on her law books. Um, oh, other that. people, uh, Keith Ellison, when he was sworn in, swore in on the Quran. Barack Obama did it on. Uh, it wasn't just the Bible. It was on several books, it was like I think. several stacks. Or of Thomas books. Jefferson's Bible or whatever it yeah. was. People swear in on different things. Again, if you swear an oath while putting your hand on the Quran, swearing to uphold the Constitution, mm-hmm. that is way better than someone like Roy Moore mm-hmm. who puts his hand on the Bible and then destroys the Constitution because he installs the Ten Commandments Fucking monument nightmare. in his courtroom as Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Yeah. Or when he's like, oh, no, he issued a ruling to his underlings in like as Chief Justice saying, you don't have to give marriage licenses to gay couples. Mm-hmm. Who cares about law? Mm-hmm. Like, that guy doesn't give a shit about the Constitution, but he swore an oath on the Bible. Yeah. Like, that guy is the guy who's the problem with democracy, not the Muslim woman mm-hmm. who's trying to, like, respect the Constitution. It's so oh my fucking God. buck wild how these Christian extremists get their panties in a bunch. The when theocrat is who... not upholding the Constitution. That's the thing. Is like, they, like, scream about freedom of their religion, and then somebody... Like one person out of how many con- congressional um, representatives are there? Like oh, five thirty-five. Yeah, there's a couple non-Christians, and they're like, "What the fuck? It's Sharia law." Whereas, I might have trouble getting an abortion because of your Christian laws. Like mm. it's garbage talk. So, now, Roy Moore is not currently the front runner in the Republican what, primary. Wait, 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 but wait. They found somebody better than. Well, Roy Moore. better is not the word I would use. They found somebody... More electable, for sure. <laughs> I couldn't think of a um, word. <laughs> but again, it's early. 
who knows if it's a 2028 uh, election, right? I, I think the primary is in March. Yeah, this is for 2020. In, okay. The primary is in March. That's a lot of time for the numbers to change. Mm-hmm. Um, if Moore gets the nomination, that may be the best bet for Doug Jones to win that seat yeah. again, stay reelected. If it's anybody else, I never again, know how to feel a, about that. Get a human with a pulse, and they could probably beat a Democrat in Alabama. So it's a hard sell. Yeah, I always like. On the one hand, I would rather obviously Doug Jones stay. I'd rather keep that seat, and I'd rather him represent Alabama. Um, However, if... There's a however? Well, no, however, I would rather... Like, so for that reason, I hope Roy Moore goes up against him because he's right, beat him once right. before. But also, I said that about Trump. When he was That's exactly him. what I was going to say, is I was like, cool, we have Trump. There's no fucking way he's right. going to win. So we... Ha- uh, yeah. Are you ready for Ted Cruz, but the worst version? Of, like, the Ted Cruz of Ted Cruz's... Um, would be Roy Moore. Like, just the yeah. worst of the worst. Like, Ted Cruz Do you want plus six more years station. of that? God, Ted Cruz is a nightmare person. Yeah. Did you see um, the go- the governor, the uh, mayor of Chicago, like, fucking dunked on, on Ted Cruz on Twitter? Because <laughs> he said something about, obviously, gun control doesn't work yeah. because of Chicago. Yeah. And she, <laughs> she retweeted him and was like, most of the... The idea is Chicago has very strict gun restrictions. Um, however, we border several states very closely that have very loose gun restrictions. And if you've never been in the U.S., you can just freely pass from state to state, like, willy-nilly. And you can go from Chicago to Indiana in, in five not minutes. long, yeah. Like, it's it's very, very quick. And so she was like, it's be- like most of our guns come from states that have representatives who are cowards like you who keep <laughs> loose. Like, she called him a fucking coward. And then she said, keep, your na- keep our name out your mouth. And that's my <laughs> favorite thing women can say. Anyway, let's talk about the Texas craziness. Um, what so Texas craziness? Mass shooting oh, last God week. Damn it! And of course, the natural and they loosened gun laws immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did all the laws they'd already signed went into effect literally like the day after the shooting, which is like, hey, more guns in schools. Let's have more. How come carry the cars didn't have AR fifteen? The two worst. I mean, we expect the thoughts and prayers from all the yeah. Republicans because they're not going to do anything. Uh, there were two very uniquely awful responses. One of them came from Tony Perkins, the Family Research Council president, religious right mouthpiece, who, who what do you think he blamed it on, the, the shooting? It wasn't on guns. No. It wasn't on, it wasn't even video games. I've heard a couple of these. I assume it's like lack of Christianity or but lack of Christ. Part of it is that, part of it is... Uh, an absence of morality. People have driven religion and God from the public square. Ah, those but, are two different thoughts, yeah, sir. But then he said this. Uh, I mean, look, we've <laughs> taught our kids. They come about through chance, through primordial slime. And then we're surprised that they treat their fellow Americans like dirt, unquote. He's basically saying, well, we teach them evolution in schools. Therefore, they're going to shoot people. That's not how mass shootings work. Other countries teach evolution. Those kids don't grow up to be mass killers. It's almost like we're doing something wrong in this country. I just don't... But um, no one shouts Charles Darwin on their murderous rampages. What the hell? Teaching evolution is the problem. But then you had a different guy, a a Texas state representative, Matt Schaefer, um, who said something even worse on Facebook, where he's like... Here's his tweet storm. Like, do something is the statement we keep hearing as an elected official with a vote in Austin. Let me tell you what I'm not going to do. 
Oh, yeah, I've seen this. Oh, yeah. I am not going to use, I'm going to paraphrase because yeah, he's not long worth quoting. And I'm not going to use the, the violent massacre to do anything about gun control. I say no to red, fra- red flag laws, no to universal background checks, no to banning assault rifles or high capacity magazines, no to gun buybacks. What can we do? Like he's saying this with a smile on his face on Twitter. What can we do? Pray for victims. Yep. Pray for protection. Yep. Pray to God to yep. transform the hearts of the killers. Mm-hmm. Yes to fathers not leaving their wives and children, which is not the question anyone was asking. Mm-hmm. Yes to discipline in the home, so let's hit our kids. Sure. Yes to public schools. I don't know what that means. Yes to giving yes every... Yes to public schools? Yes to supporting our public schools. I don't know what I that mean, means. I mean, I guess. Yes to giving law-abiding single mom the right to carry a handgun. Um, anyway... That's his tweet storm. So like, haha, these people want me to take action? Never. I will pray and tell daddies to spank their kids. Uh, I know what I'm doing. I have a vote. This guy has always won his races easily. He's I don't think he has had a democratic challenger. And I think part of that is cuz like this is not a race Democrats are going to win. It's a pretty right. red district. But also, no one has any alternative for who to vote for. So, like, you could see, like, his election results. It's always him versus some third-party loser who doesn't even generate much attention. And so, again, here's what I would argue. Against a guy like this, you want a Democrat in the race, not because they're going to win. They probably won't. But because having a Democrat gives a whole bunch of people someone to vote for as they are also voting right. for a senator who could beat John Cornyn, mm-hmm. for a president who could help maybe swing Texas blue, uh-huh. maybe, long shots. But again, if you put someone on the ballot, you are drawing people out strategically. You want someone on the ballot, not even so they could win here. Um, and by the way, I had to look this up too. This guy, I mean, if you look at his website, it's not surprising that he boasts about how pro-life he is. He has a 112% rating from Texas right to life. 112. He knows math as much as he knows everything else. Oh, Um, God. I got one last one for you whenever you want it. Go ahead. Okay. Remember the Pennsylvania grand jury released that horrible report last year all about all the crazy stuff priests had done in their diocese? Yep, yep, yep. So um, a lot of other states have followed suit, like attorneys general from across the country, several of them, mostly Democratic ones, but not all. They're like, all right, we're investigating the Catholic Church, too, to see if they're covering up child sex abuse. Mm -hmm. In Illinois, for example, our former attorney general, who handed it off to another Democrat who won the election, uh, Lisa Madigan said in December that they have done investigations, starting investigations. They opened up a hotline so we could people could send in their tips of uh-huh. like what to investigate. And they the allegations led to 500 more priests on the list of who they say have been accused of sex abuse than the Catholic Church said, look, here's our list of Catholic priests who have been accused. Uh-huh. Look, we're being transparent. Here's everybody. What, that wasn't and the state said, no, nah, our list has 500 more names on our list. Doesn't mean they're all guilty. They got to do the investigation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that's the point. When the government does the investigations, and if they're done right, you get a more accurate, hopefully accurate result than mm-hmm. if you let the Catholic Church investigate itself. In Oklahoma, where it's Republicans running everything... 
the government has not investigated the church. They're like, we're going to let the church investigate itself, and then we may jump they in. They have a long history of self-policing, so I'm not sure why we have to step <laughs> in now. Yeah, so the Catholic Church there, the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City, the biggest one in the state, they said, we're going to conduct our own investigation. They said this last year. They said they would do it with transparency and accountability. Mm-hmm. It's been more than a year. There is no report. There is certainly not a public report. And they now say there's no, there's no deadline. There's no date on when the report will come. And here's the bigger issue, and this is from the Oklahoman. Their investigation is being run by a law firm that they hired independently, right? Uh-huh. Like, they hired a law firm to do the investigation. It has a, it's worked with the Catholic Church for 15 years, and one of the partners at that law firm his daddy is the chancellor of the archdiocese. Oh, you don't say. Huge conflict of interest. And that's the law firm that is investigating. And again, the state of Oklahoma is saying, we're not going to do our own investigation until that law firm has issued its report. Like, everyone's looking at this like, no, like, they're not going to release a thorough report. You guys should just step in and do your own. Um, one of the critics said the investigation should be run by law enforcement, period. And he said, common sense tells you if they hired a law firm with a partner related to the second highest ranking diocese official, that just doesn't pass the smell test. Maybe that's not the best way to get justice. So again, don't let the Catholic Church police itself. Yeah, that's never been good. Um, I would like to close out by reading a few highlights. Uh, So Clint Presley wrote a list of 99 steps toward manhood. He's a, uh, a priest or a pastor, I believe. Um, and I don't think this is new, but it's been recirculated, and it makes me laugh a whole fucking lot. Okay. So we're just going just gonna to blaze through. So I, I guess, Hemant, uh, it steps towards manhood, and I, while arguably more masculine than you, Clearly. will never be a man. No. Um, what makes you a man Because on I this self-identify list? as a woman. Uh-huh. So it's broken into one, two, three, four, five, six categories. Christian life, personal habits, attitudinal, relational qualities, relationship with op- opposite sex, and miscellaneous. Oh God, just give me a couple of these. Okay, um, I just want to go through the ones that I don't think Hemet would... Uh, Tell me why I'm not a man. Uh, trust Christ's Lord, read the Bible through once a year, no. memorize large passages. That's from Christian life. Um, okay. Take notes in church. I do not. Um, read four biographies a year. Don't know why that's under Christianity. Okay. <laughs> Uh, don't watch pornography. Don't have sex before marriage. Take mm-hmm, your Bible to church. Mm-hmm. Okay, personal habits. Don't cuss. Don't complain. Oh, don't God. cry much. That's what we call <laughs> toxic masculinity. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Work harder. Harder than what? Hard to say. Sleep less. <laughs> cool. Who cares about sleeping? It's only a thing that is necessary for our cognitive and physical function. Not if you're a Christian. Hey, Hammett, can you do 25 bishops in a row? Damn right I will pretend I can. <laughs> On your knees. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't be crude. Uh, don't wear a hat inside. Um, attitudinal. Learn to take a joke. Oh, my God. <laughs> that guy is saying that? Uh-huh. I'm uh, guessing he Get doesn't. a mentor. Uh, relational qualities. Be nice to your mother. I've seen you hang up on your mother a lot on this podcast. She so I t- a lot. <laughs> she does call a lot during <laughs> recording. Um, look people in the face. Stand in the presence of a lady. So get the fuck up, Hammett. <laughs> um, walk toward people? What does that mean? That makes me more of a man if that I walk toward That feels aggressive. <laughs> That's yeah. what a serial killer would do. Relationship with opposite sex. 
Okay, here's a questionable first choice on that. Hang out with guys. <laughs> that makes me more of a man. Do you have any guy friends? Do I have friends? No. <laughs> Go out with girls. Be a straight. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Always walk her to the door. Pay on a date. Always drive on a date. Always ask her good questions. Okay. Kay. Actually, in all of these, yeah, ask her good questions. Yeah. <laughs> My friend Anne, uh, when she's on, uh, t- uh, what's the thing? Tinder. Tinder. Or whatever she's on, OK Cupid. If if she's like chatting with a guy and he doesn't ask her a question within like three exchanges, she's like fucking see you never, douche. Which is just a quality that I really respect in her. Never raise your voice at a woman. Whoops. Be attentive without being a stalker. Hey guys, <laughs> have a short engagement. That feels okay. really judgy. And yeah. um, don't look at your phone ever. It does not oh, give man. me specifications. Just straight up and down. Don't look at your phone. Um, get a driver's license, ableist. Get a job, ableist. Don't wear thongs, underwear, or footwear. Wait, so that makes please, me. Th- are there commas between those? It's in parentheses. Don't wear thongs, parentheses, underwear, or th- footwear. Oh. So in like, like Australia, s- they call flip flops thongs. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, wear a belt. Okay. You know, with your yeah. sweatpants. All right. Um, learn to polish a shoe because it's 2019. Uh, learn I to build a have fire. A shoe polisher. Learn to split wood because we're living it. in the. Do you really have shoe polish? I do. I've never Why? once had you to use. Were, I feel like you wear like Tom's every time I Sounds see about you. Right. Um, get a dog. That's on no, you. No. Hemant told me that brown people don't get don't do pets. No. <laughs> uh, get rid of neck hair. I'm looking at you. Okay. Um, <laughs> learn to defend yourself. To it doesn't say physically, so I'm assuming with your your sparkling wit is uh-huh. how you'll do it. Get a good fountain pen. You borrow a pen from me every week, I and do. they're bad. Learn to use an okay. Learn to use an iron. All right. Okay. Cut your own grass. I do not have a yawn. Okay. Lawn. Okay. Uh, handwrite notes. We do that. Return calls within an hour. Text within a day. Emails within a week. Emails within a week. Yeah. Jesus. But I mean, probably not if your internet sensation haven't met. I. <laughs> <laughs> Dear troll. Okay, haven't. Here's one that is really applicable to you. Uh-huh. I can say I know how to do this, uh-huh. but you need to learn to use a chainsaw. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I've I used a chainsaw. A you can't be a stalker. Use but I a chainsaw, walk but not someone. walk towards somebody with a chainsaw, with a but chainsaw. not in a stalker way. Without wearing thong flip flops. Correct. Don't uh-huh. wear Crocs. Oh, here's one that feels really targeted at you. Be a carnivore, not, a er- not an herbivore. <laughs> uh, always wear a watch. Let's see. I have a watch. Uh, Fitbit? That's not a watch. All right. Uh, carry a little cash. Don't wear cargo shorts. I would argue I've never seen you in shorts, so check, right check. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, that was 95. It, the rest got cut off. I just, like... Oh, it makes me so happy. I want to know where he's handing out this list. And I printed this out in black and white, but do you see, it's like in like this like aged paper. So it looks like like an old scroll. Like, you know, he's laminating this and handing it out. Oh my God. He should laminate it. Anyway, I'm going to just give this to my husband. I do wax his neck sometimes. So I feel like (laughs) he's on the right track. Do you know how to drive a standard transmission? What? Is that like a stick shift? A stick shift. Um, no. Stop with video games. Comb your hair before you go out. I was going to say, Hammett. <laughs> Does, do iPhone games count? Um, unclear. Are those video games? Wear an undershirt, parentheses, white. <laughs> You're wearing a blue t-shirt like the heathen you are. I am not white. I can't be a man. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway. I love it. 
I just really enjoy this. Read four biographies a year. Like, Here's the thing. Okay, what, whoever this dude is, yeah. I've seen a lot of church advertisements that are come here. We will help you become like secure in your manhood. Yeah. This is a boys' Bible club or whatever. <laughs> and it endure I mean, it pushes a lot things. of this stuff. Like it's so it's what do you ring? Are you trying to eat candy while we're recording? Maybe. <laughs> oh my god, I thought Daddy <laughs> was getting into something. <laughs> I don't know. Take notes in church feels like a lot, but like so many of these are like so heteronormative, which I guess yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is to be expected. But I don't know. Some of these are really judgy. Have a short engagement really bums me out. Like it took me a year to plan my wedding because we didn't have any fucking money, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. we had to put that together. Don't it's, worry, songs. It, there's like, no nuance. So essentially, if you like go to the beach and wear flip flops, no, I like camo giant boots. <laughs> Get a dog. I already said that. Daddy, are you making me more masculine? Daddy. Nothing you've ever said about Daddy makes me want to get a dog. Okay, she's so sweet. Was she just digging into my husband's dirty suit on the floor that I had to bring to the dry cleaner? Yes. Is she pretty dumb? Also, yes. Do I love her literally more than anything? I do. She's the best. She's so nice to you. She does her friendly howl every time you walk in. Yes. She likes you. All right. She knows when I like am setting this equipment up. She's like, "Oh fuck yeah, I'm gonna look for a for a Prius outside, and that's gonna be Hammond." Is that on the list too? Yeah, don't drive a Prius. God drive only diesel gas guzzlers, <laughs> which I thought felt too specific, but whatever. Don't uh. use too much hair product. Learn to like some of these are okay. Learn to tie a tie. I don't even care who wrote this. This is just someone wrote. Someone sat down to put this together. Here's weirdly specific ones. Wear shoes with shoelaces. Oh, Velcro, no, Tom's. Again, ableist. I do have shoelaces, I'm just saying. No, but like, there are like, quote unquote, masculine like dress shoes that are oh, yeah. slip-ons. That is true. It's just, it's so arbitrary and like vague. Take the initiative. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like the default website for a new business. <laughs> Don't complain. Cool. Stand for elders. No, you're older than me. Anyway, never shake hands sitting down. Is that a thing? I, okay. I've boned that one. Anyway, um, so... Well, now I know better. I would like to actually go through this and see if I can check off more than you. <laughs> because <laughs> I know for a fucking fact I can build a fire, use a chainsaw, and split wood, and I bet you can do none of those I things. I have never tried to do any of these things. Have you ever been camping? I mean, I'm not a camper. This is no, not a judgment I'm question. Brown. What oh, are you yeah. talking about? Anyway, I, was, I literally texted... I'm going... I'm spending the next three... The reason we're recording this on Tuesday is because I'm spending the next three days out of state hiking, and no part of me should be doing any of this. Are you really? I will not return, is no, my point. I'm just unrelated to that. I'm going to be looking for new co-hosts for this. Yeah, Must exactly. be with driving distance of uh, Aurora. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I will not make it back. No, it's, and it's fine. Yeah. Does, does your wife want to... No, she's no. she's less interested in this podcast than Mikey is, which is yeah. astounding. Yeah. His lack of interest is breathtaking. I don't know that she knows that I do a podcast. <laughs> I don't uh, tell my family the things no, I do. Well, she knows who I am. One time she yes. gave me eggplant parmesan, and it was pretty good. That is true. Um, so, so actually, this weekend, so we're recording today because Hammond is apparently going to the. He's <laughs> going to gonna like <laughs> go all on Walden Pond with us <laughs> and never come back. I guess. Put that on your manhood <laughs> list. <laughs> yeah, are you going to cut grass while you're there? God, I'm barely going to. We found this 
least strenuous hiking paths and then said, check. Is it just you and your family? It's just me and the wife. Uh, really? Who's watching the kiddos? I don't know. That's fine. <laughs> Figure um, that out too. I am going to get... Wait, I cannot believe... I assumed when you said you were going to hiking, it was like one of your friends was like, we're going to do this fun and thing. And then you realize I don't have a friend. And then you're like, wait oh, a minute. twist. <laughs> All right. Um, I am going to be at a friend's wedding in oh, nice. Salem, Massachusetts. Fun. I am extremely excited to uh, to go there. I've never been to Salem, been to Boston a few times, but I am going to like drown in all the witchy shit. I'm going to come Have back fun. and wear like only black. Satanic Temple headquarters, I believe, are there. What? Go. go. I'm going. Make it happen. Okay, I'm going to write it down. Yep. Um, Hey, guys, um, if you would like to check it out, hopefully by the time this goes up, I have a bunch of new cross stitches I'm putting up. Um, They are, I've got a set of three that are like um, she, her, he, his, they, their, they, them, rather. Um, They're like little cute, like gender identifying things, which which I'm proud of. I've got... Um, a thing, a quote from Stephen Fry that says it's better sexy and racy than sexist and racist, <laughs> which I'm into. Um, I have a pro-choice one that's like, it just says pro-choice and has like a vintage kind of pattern on it. So I'm putting a bunch of those up if anybody is interested in them. Or if you want something custom, it's Bitches Get Stitched Done on Etsy. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. Uh, I'm at Hammond Meta. You can email us at friendlyatheistpodcast at gmail. <laughs> but in a week, it won't even matter because I won't oh, be around. Oh, he will be dead. You need yeah. to make sure I have all of the passwords for that because <laughs> I, I have them all auto logged in. So bye for um, good. Yeah, no kidding. My uh, I'm about to get my hair cut, and I sent a picture to my hairdresser, and I said, "Can I pull this off?" And she's like, "We need to make sure you like the haircut, and you just don't want your face to look like that." So, like, that's sort of what I'm going to be doing for the rest <laughs> of my day. It's doing some inward soul searching. Nice. Um, hey, I. I saw um, Ready or Not yesterday. It's a like comedy horror movie Kay. about a woman who gets hunted by her new uh, in-laws family. Nice. It's like if Clue were fucking gory as hell. It is really funny and really scary and really weird, and I would recommend it a Sweet. whole lot. Anyway, um, <laughs> have a good so week. We'll be back. Jessica, next we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> I will be here next week. Daddy will be my co-host. <laughs> she has lots of interesting insights. Go. All right, bye. bye We are all familiar with the dangers of religious extremism, but in the film Islam and the Future of Tolerance, two men approach the topic from very different perspectives. Sam Harris, as many listeners know, is an atheist who has said Islam is the, quote, mother load of bad ideas. He says the radicals are the ones reading the Quran literally, while moderates are providing cover. Majid Nawaz is a former Islamic radical who is now a much more liberal Muslim. He believes even a literal reading of the Quran requires far more nuance. Their first conversations were predictably combative. This film is about how they went from butting heads to discussing a controversial topic with mutual respect. Doesn't say one view is correct. It's about the process. And at a time when polarization seems to surround us, this film offers hope of overcoming it. Islam and the Future of Tolerance can be rented or purchased on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, and Vimeo. The film is also scheduled to go live on Amazon Prime September 3rd in the following places. The U.S., Canada, Australia, the U.K., New Zealand, Ireland, the Nordic countries, and Latin America. And that Vimeo link is in the show notes. And if you use the code 10OFF on the HD version, you'll get 10% off the price. So check it out. We'll see you next week. Thanks.